Amen. We have a God who is good. We have a God who is faithful. We have a God who is a good, good Father. Open your Bibles to Luke chapter 18 today as we dive into God's Word together. And I just wanted to show that video to remind us of what we learned last week about God. If you weren't here, you can uh, listen online, watch online. It's all there for free. But we talked about the goodness of God, the love of God, the mercy of God. The God is a good Father and that we are His children. And without going through the entire message, I just want to read a few of the verses from last week that we looked at to show us the heart of God for each one of us. And we'll begin in Exodus chapter 34 and verse 6. It says, And when he passed in front of Moses proclaiming, The Lord, the Lord, compassionate and gracious God, slow to anger, abounding in love and faithfulness, maintaining love to thousands and forgiving wickedness, rebellion, and sin. Then when God passed by Moses, this is what He said. And you only know God because He's revealed Himself to you. You can't go searching for Him, run up to heaven and try and find Him. He's going to come to you. And when he does, this is what he says. He says, I'm compassionate. I'm full of grace and love. I'm, I'm slow to anger. I'm, I'm faithful to forgive your sins. All those things in the verse. That's what God is trying to tell you. This is his heart. This is who he is. In Isaiah chapter 49, verse 15, it says, Can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? Though she may forget, I will not forget you. See, I have graved you on the palm of my hands. Your walls are ever before me. That a mom could never forget their child, like ever. But even if a mom could forget their child, I will never forget you. That's what God says. I love you forever and ever and ever. That's the heart of God. We looked at it. One more verse, Isaiah 54.10. Though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed... Yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you. That the world may fall apart, but my love will never stop. I have a covenant with you, and I am a covenant-keeping God. And I will love you forever. That's the heart of God for you. And you are His child to live in union with Him. That's His heart beating throughout Scripture, and God has good things for His kids. And today, I want to talk to you about having childlike faith. Have you ever noticed little kids add and a half to their age? I'm four and a half. I'm not like four preschool four, I'm four almost kindergarten. I'm four And a half, right? That's a big deal because I get to go to the next level. There's something better if I'm and a half. So I'm four and a half or I'm 15 and a half. I'm like, I'm almost ready to drive. Like, we add that half. I'm 53 and a half, but you don't see me bragging about it. (laughs) You want to know why? Because old people don't want to brag about being 53 and a half, right? Right? When you're older, you want to be younger. When you're younger, you want to be older. It's just, it's how it works, right? That's that's just how it works. And I know, okay, first of all, some of you are like, you look a lot older than 53, you know? I mean, like, I get it. 
remember, I'm 53 and a half, right? That half's been hard. No, that, so it just, it just, that half adds some years to you. But uh, can I get an amen from all the 39-year-old women in the room, right? 39 and a half, right? So that's, we just want to be younger or we just want to be older. But hear the word of Jesus this morning in Luke chapter 18, beginning of verse 15. People were also bringing babies to Jesus for him to place their hands on them. When the disciples saw this, they rebuked them. But Jesus called the little children to him and said, Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I tell you, anyone who will, receive the, who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. That's pretty powerful stuff there. Unless I become like a little child, I'm never going to have a relationship with God. I'm never going to experience the kingdom. Unless I become like this little child. And so what does that mean? Well, first of all, I think it it probably means that this is simple, all right? This isn't complicated. Sometimes when we think about God and we think about the Bible and we dive deep into theology, everything gets really complicated. But Jesus is saying, no, it's not complicated. This is very, very simple. You're going to come to me as a child. And maybe you grew up in church, in a church where it was very difficult to follow Jesus. Or you grew up in a home that it made it very difficult to follow Jesus. I I understand that, but Jesus is saying here, no, it's, it's simple. We're going simple today. What is Jesus asking us to do? What does it mean to come to him as a little child? If that's the benchmark, and we're old, and we want to be young, how do we get young? I'm going to give you a few things today. What are some characteristics of children we need in our life? The first one is this, that children are teachable. Children are teachable. They have a curiosity that will not end, right? I mean, everything. They're, they're always into everything, trying everything, doing everything, playing with everything. They just like they have this curiosity, this, this desire to learn. Now, how many young parents know that you get all those why questions, right? Why is the sky blue? What are hot dogs made out of? You know, where does God live? Why are there no more dinosaurs? You know, just all those questions that they just keep asking, why, why, why? Which leads to the ultimate parent answer, right? Because, right? Just, just, just because. Because kids are always wanting to know. They're always wanting to learn. As I thought about that, I thought about kids, and you know what a kid's job is? Now, we go to a job every day, and we do work. You know what a kid's job is? It's to learn. That's the kid's job. The kid's job is just to learn for those first decades of life, just to learn, just to grow, just to experiment, just to to learn. And, and, And that's what their heart is. That's why God made them so teachable. That's why we believe in a strong kids' ministry here at church, because we believe the children just, they grow. Sometimes they grow even better than us. Sometimes I miss being a youth pastor. I was a youth pastor for years. I miss it because like a, a teenager can just turn on a dime and follow God. And for us adults, it gets a little more complicated sometimes. But for children and teenagers, just like there's something so teachable, so, so, so quickly grasping and holding onto. And, and that's what God says, I, I want you to be teachable. I want you to learn from me. I want you to be curious about the things of God. 
I, I don't want you to think that you know everything. I want you to be teachable. Eric Gilmore said this, that God builds His kingdom by conforming us to the image of His Son. That's God's plan for your life, to be conformed into the image of Jesus. Not to be a better you, but to be like Jesus. That's what He's doing, and He's trying to teach us and mold us and shape us just as we see kids that are teachable and moldable. That's the heart of God towards us, that that we would have a life lived His way, because He is the way, the truth, and the life, right? He has abundant life, so we need to be shaped and molded by God. We need to be teachable. Second thing children are is they're dependent. Children are dependent. I mean, babies, right, they're utterly dependent on their parents. If, if, if the parent doesn't take care of that, that baby, that baby's in big trouble. And even as children grow, they're, they're still dependent on their parents. I bet you we have some people here that wish their 40-year-old living in the basement wasn't so dependent on them. But uh, I'm just having fun. But kids are dependent on their parents. We realize this uh, truth at our church as we open up every week the kids' pantry and food day and we watch parents that do anything they have to do to get here, drive, get a ride, walk, whatever they have to do to get what their kids need because their kids are depending on them. And so we know what it's like to see parents who say, i got to provide for my kid, i got to take care of my kid. And, and that's, that's what we have to realize is that that's God for us. He's going to take care of us. We have to be dependent on him. That's what children do. They look for that love. They look for that provision. They, they look for that nourishment from their parents. And even though they may grow up and eventually those babies grow up and they start feeding themselves, they're still dependent on their parent. That parent still has to provide things for them. And God wants you to grow up too. It's called maturity. We want to grow in our faith. But here's the thing. God never wants you to be independent from him. So God wants you to grow in him and mature in him, but to still be dependent on him. I want you to look at this verse. I mean, it just, this, this always blows me away uh, that Jesus said this in John chapter 5, verse 19. Jesus gave them this answer. Very truly, I tell you, the son, of, uh, the son can do nothing by himself. He can only uh, do what he sees the Father doing, because whatever the Father does, the Son does also. This is Jesus talking, right? The Son of God, all power, all authority, but I will only do what the Father tells me to do. I will only say what the Father tells me to say. I am dependent on God the Father. That's something, right? I mean, I'm just like, wow, he's dependent on the Father. I want you to write this down. Get out a pen, write this down right now. You were never designed to live independent from God. You were never designed to live independent from God. God designed you in creation to be in union with Him. He designed you to abide with Him. You were never designed to live independently from God. That's God's heart for you. I'll tell you part of my story. I grew up in church. I got saved when I was four years old. I remember bowing my knee on Plina Street in the city because I knew, I mean, I know, I, to this day, I know that I needed God. At four years old, I knew I needed God. And I just, that dependence has kind of always been there in my life. Like, I, I need God. Like, I can't make it 
without God. That's, that's how, how I've always thought. And, and I had never thought of going into ministry growing up. Never. Like, it wasn't until after high school. I mean, there were so many other people more talented, gifted. They'd be better pastors. I'm, I know that's in my family, but I was never going to be a pastor until Pastor Harry said, I think you have a call of God on your life to be a pastor. And I'm so glad he took time with that young man to say that, because I, I believe that that's the office gift that God has given me, and that, that it's like, and, and it was like, great, it just, and I was, I was excited, but I also knew I didn't have the talents, the abilities, or anything to do that, and so I, it became even more dependent on God, if you will. Like, just, I needed God, and so getting through Bible college, I needed God, getting through seminary, I needed God, coming back here to work at the church and be the youth pastor and then the pastor. It's like in getting married and having kids and Luke was born and there were difficulties. All these things, like I was so dependent on God. It was like, I really need you, God. And then something happened in my mid to late 30s. And I don't know what happened. And I don't know why this happened. And I don't understand it. And but all of a sudden, for some reason, and, and I, I didn't realize this till later, till I had, had good counsel in my life, I guess I just figured, okay, God had been so good to me and blessed me so much and helped me so much, now it was up to me. I had been so dependent on God for so long, it's like, okay, well, okay, we're rolling now, it's good now, I'm good now, and then my world crashed. I don't know why I thought it was up to me, nothing happened, there was no... No, it wasn't like this crisis event. It was just this thing like, I got it. God, God, you got me to this place, and now I'm going to serve you and work for you and live for you. And my life crashed with anxiety and depression and fear, and I became completely overwhelmed. I couldn't, I couldn't do anything. Like, I, I couldn't handle anything. I, I, mean, I, don't, I mean, I don't even know how I got through those years. Well, I, I know... Leslie's a rock, I'll tell you that right now, but I don't know how I got through those years. I don't even know how I stood up and talked because I, I, just, I was so full of fear, so full of panic. I can't tell you how many times I ended up in the emergency room, just all these things in my life. And, and through, again, wise counsel in my life, and going, it's like I realized I was trying to live independent from God. I didn't stop loving God. I wasn't on my way to hell. I didn't have a big sin in my life. I just thought, okay, God, I'll do it on my own now. Something happened. I don't know what it was. It's like, it just, it's like, God, you've been so good to me and blessed me so much. God, now I'll pay you back. And it's like, <laughs> like a kid saying, I'll pay you back. Yeah, right, sure, that's going to happen. No, it's like, no, you don't, you don't do that. You stay dependent on me. And, and I don't know about you, but the older I get, the more dependent I got to be on him. Like every day. It's like, it, 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 I'm, a, I'm a different person now than I was 10, 15 years ago. Why? Because I'm just like, I need God. There's a story in Luke chapter 7. I'm only going to tell this, but I'll just do it. Luke chapter 7, where um, a Pharisee invites Jesus over for dinner. And he gives Jesus dinner, but he wasn't very hospitable to Jesus. He, he didn't really welcome him into his home. He just, you know, just he was there. And, and then in the middle of the dinner, uh, a prostitute comes in. She falls at Jesus' feet, weeping, and the tears wash Jesus' feet, and she, she washes them with her hair, and, and the Pharisee's like, what in the world? Like, Jesus, why are you letting this happen? Don't you know what's going on here? Jesus knew exactly what was going on. And so Jesus says to the Pharisee, gives him a parable, and it ultimately comes to this, that those who are forgiven much, love much, those who are forgiven little, love little. Like the woman knew she needed Jesus, right? 
And, and so that's why she came, just pouring out her heart. And so I teach Life of Christ, and when I'm teaching this story, I always ask the class, that night in the Pharisee's home, who needed Jesus more? Did the Pharisee need Jesus more, or did the prostitute need Jesus more? And this debate goes back and forth of who needed Jesus more, and it's actually a trick question, because the reality is that they both needed Jesus, but only one recognized their need for Jesus. The Pharisee thought he was pretty good on his own. Like, he was handling life pretty good. He was following God pretty good. The woman knew, like, if you don't save me, there's no salvation. She was dependent on God. God is calling us to a dependence on Him. Like never before. That we would just lean into Him. That's, as a, as a baby, there's nothing that's going to save that baby's life except somebody providing for that child. That child is utterly dependent. We were designed to be dependent on God all of the time for our entire life, no matter how old we get. We are called to be dependent on God. And I don't get God and I don't receive the kingdom unless I'm dependent on Him. Unless I come to Him as a child. And so I'm just going to encourage you. Life is so much better when you're not trying to do it on your own. When you are dependent on Him. God, this just isn't going to work without you. And so get dependent on God. The next thing children are is they're innocent. Children are innocent. Some of you are looking at me like, not my children. Um, <laughs> yeah, they, they fight all the time. Like, they're, they're pretty selfish little, little kids. But I'm not talking about, like, perfect little kids. What I'm, I'm saying is kids have soft, sweet, tender hearts. They really do. Kids have those soft hearts. And, and that's what God wants from all of us. And what happens in life is we grow, uh, those, those innocent, soft hearts sometimes become hard. Just because of life and things that have happened, our hearts get hardened. I think that's part of coming to Jesus, right? We realize that our heart has been hardened by sin, and we need Jesus who died on a cross for our sin. We need, to be, we need His love, His grace, His mercy to forgive us. We need Him to return that soft heart. So it's just like that process of coming back to being like a child, that we would have a soft heart from God, because that's what God desires. He's always desired it. Ezekiel 36, when the children of Israel are so far away from God. It says in verse 26, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Jesus wants us to be like little children, those innocent, soft, tender hearts towards Him. God wants you to have that soft heart. Children have childlike faith. That's the next thing, childlike faith. They are so full of faith. I don't know about you, but like when my kids were little, I could tell them anything and they'd believe it. Probably got in a lot of trouble doing that. But you could tell them anything and they would believe because they have so much faith, right? My boys had so much faith that they would come and we'd wrestle and they'd say, Dad, throw me in there. And I'd throw them as high as I could in the air. And they, they just believed that Dad would catch them. They just they had that faith. And so I'd throw them as high as I could. I saw this online, so I'll put it on the screen. But how a father sees it, how the child sees it, and how the mother sees it, right? I don't know how many times Leslie would say, don't throw them so high. It's like, I've never dropped them once. We're going to do that. We're, gonna, we're just going to, you know, just that's, that's you know, because they believe their father's going to catch them. One, one time, uh, a few years back, we were in, in Russia, and we were at a safe house for, for children and moms that are 
uh, coming off drugs or abused or just, just on, on the street. And so we were, we were there, and these children don't have a lot of men in their life. And so when we get there, they, the, the people that run the sale said, play with the kids as a, as a man would play with his son because they don't have that. And so we would just wrestle and throw them in the air. And I got a couple, these are the only pictures I could find. I'm sorry. But you should have saw, like, if you could imagine a, a room, a good-sized room, kids everywhere lined up, just, just throw me higher, throw me. I wish I had more pictures, but just throw me. And they just, and they, they kept coming. I mean, I was there with a couple of like, we were sore, like we couldn't keep going, but they just, they just, just keep throwing us because they just believed. God will do what He says He will do. Yeah. We have to believe His Word. That when God says it, He will do it. And you know what's funny is a lot of times we say, I'd really like to see it, right? I, I don't see that. That's why they call it faith. Because if you could see it, you wouldn't have to have faith, right? But we have to have faith like a child has in their dad. Just throw them as high as they can in the air. It's like, God, you're going to catch me. You're going to take care of me. I don't really see how this is going to end well. But God, you said it would. And so I'm going to believe it. And I'm going to have that child like that. I'm going to be so full of faith. And I believe that this one is actually the most important one. This childlike faith, because it says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, and without faith, it is impossible to please God. Without faith, you, that you want to please God, have faith. Believe that He is good. Believe in Him, that He is doing a good work in your life. Because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who earnestly seek Him, that we would seek Him as a child. Do you realize Everything you have from God in your spiritual life, everything you have from God comes from faith. Everything you have from Christ comes from faith. So unless I have faith, unless I have the faith that, like a child, that child unless I have childlike faith, I'll never know Him. And I'll never enter the kingdom of heaven. I'm going to give you one more, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it because we talked about it last week, and that's obedience. Obedience. That children are to obey. That's the first commandment with promise. It says in Ephesians chapter 6, beginning of verse 1, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, so that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. See, a child's job, they've got one job, that's to obey. Obey your parents. That's the job of children. And when I obey, the blessing follows. Now, I taught a whole section on this last week in our message, but that obedience follows blessing. Like, you want the key to blessing, you want to unlock the door of blessing in your life, the key is obedience. That when I obey, I am blessed. Blessings always follow Obedience, and that's the only job of a child given in Scripture. It doesn't tell children what to do other than obey your parents. So the only job I have is to obey God, to see what He says in the Word and do what He says to do. That's my job. That's all I have to do. First John chapter 2, verse 15 says, Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in them. Jumping to verse 17. 
The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. See, you want to do your own thing. You want to live like the world. It's going to pass away. It's not going to work. There's there's an expiration date on that. You do the will of the Father. You obey God. You follow Him. It lasts forever. That's what God is saying in His Word. And so it's not complicated. It's actually very simple. He says, come to me like a little child. Just come to me. You know, just just open your hearts to me as a child opens their heart to a father. That, That you'd be teachable, that I could mold you and shape you into the image of my son. Just come to me and be teachable. Be dependent. Don't try to be independent and show off how strong you are. Be dependent on the Lord. Have that soft heart, that innocent heart, that sweet heart before the Lord. Be full of faith, believing that what Dad says he'll do. And then just be obedient. Follow God. Do whatever he tells you to do. Would you bow your heads and your hearts with me today as we prepare just to worship the Lord for a few minutes? We're going to let this word find good ground inside of us. We're not done today. I've got something else we need to do in just a few minutes. But, but just right now, do some business with God. Just begin to, to think about what, what we've been talking about. Think about what the word says. Unless I come to him as a little child, I'll never know him. I'll never enter the kingdom. And so am I teachable? Am I curious? Do I want to learn and grow? Or do I think I got it all figured out? Am I teachable? Am I dependent? Or am I living on my own, doing my own thing, totally independent from God? Am I dependent on Him? Do I have that soft heart before the Lord? Am I, do I have that innocent heart? Have I been forgiven by Jesus? Have I asked Jesus to forgive my sins? Have I turned from my sins? Do I have a soft heart toward God and the things of God? Am I full of faith? Do I believe that what God says in his word he will do even if I don't see it? Do I have the faith of a child? Am I being obedient? Am I doing what God asks me to do? Do some business with God right now before we sing, before we worship. Before we turn our eyes on Jesus. Everything in the kingdom begins with a seed. So I'm going to ask you to sow the seed of faith today. Faith in God, faith in His Word. That childlike faith. Holy Spirit, come, just just begin to to press on our hearts right now. Press on our hearts right now. See where we need to change. See where we need to become more dependent or more teachable, more soft. Where we need more faith, where we need to obey, Lord. Holy Spirit, come, just begin to press on us right now. Speak to us in these moments of quietness in your presence. Whatever business you need to do with God, if you just need to repent, repent of your sin, repent of doing things your own way, repent of of having just an unteachable spirit or 
lack of obedience, just repent, turn towards God today. It's, it's going to be all good. It's just so simple. Just come to him as a child. Jesus said, whoever comes to me, I will never cast him out. Come to Jesus today and surrender in childlike faith.